Good morning, good morning, St. Paul. This is your Anbuji Foodie, Wesley Wright. Thank you so much for tuning in. And the surrounding neighborhoods, of course. Just want to say thank you for joining us on this Saturday. So if you have not, if you're not familiar, you know, this is a food show. And it's brought to you every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. And again, your host, Wesley, right here. Again, just want to thank you for taking the time out to you know this past week has been uh, a very giving week if you would um, want to thank all of those that have uh, taken the opportunity to support weqy or any organization um, that you feel very strongly about um, and you know in this case we were hoping that you would also uh donate or give uh, you know, in support of your local community community radio station which is WEQY uh, if you haven't you still have an opportunity to do that uh, I know that um, you know give to the max day was on the 16th but you still have an opportunity to support your community radio station and uh, we encourage you to do that you could simply go to uh, weqy.org uh, and look for the information regarding uh, supporting you know, to support the radio station. But starting the show, um, you know, please know that you are able to follow me as the Unbuji Foodie on Facebook, uh, as well as on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is the Unbuji Foodie. On Twitter, it is at Unbuji Foodie, and on Instagram, it is the underscore Unbuji Foodie. Now, mind you, you can find all of that information, too, on my website. If you visit the unbougiefoodie.com, you will find article submissions uh, as well as recorded live uh, episodes. So you could always get caught up, uh, you know, on episodes that maybe you've missed in the past and you're interested in uh, hearing. Um, Today's show is going to be. You know, I had a really great experience at a restaurant last night and it was a new cuisine for me. Uh, and I wanted to share that with you. Um, you know, it's on the, I guess, the northeast side of the cities. Um, specifically, the address is 2851 Central Avenue Northeast. That's Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55418. And the restaurant that I'm talking about is... Chimborazo. Uh, if you have never been to Chimborazo, um, please make sure you get a chance to go because it is a, a wonderful place. Um, I mean, literally, this place, it's cozy, it's homey, um, and I say crowded in the sense that crowded because there are a lot of people. It's very pop, uh, popular. Uh, and the food, the quality is really, really great. So that will 
you know, that right there should tell you, okay, you know, if it's a popular place. And I know that sounds wrong, but and not even wrong, but I get really good vibes when I see an individual of that culture really enjoying their food uh, or the food or the cuisine of a restaurant. And it just seemed like I was surrounded by um, folks that were that really appreciated the cuisine or that were from uh, from Ecuador or some Latin country that man I'm, I'm seeing people order two and three <laughs> they have a dish on a familiar dish of ceviche their own spin on ceviche um, on the menu and I, I don't know who the couple is so I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm just going to say that they they ordered three bowls of ceviche one for each of them and then the boyfriend husband whoever he ordered one for himself uh, another one for himself which there's nothing wrong with that but these ceviche uh, the presentation and they're large uh, and it, it's enough for I'd say it's enough for maybe two people one um, and if you really are just feeling for ceviche or just going in for an appetizer definitely you could have one just by yourself and these are not baby prawns or small little shrimp these I will have pictures available for you um, so that you'll be able to check out on the unbougiefoodie.com um, in the gallery. Uh, but just the size of of the ceviche itself and then the size of the, you know, like the shrimp that they put in. Um, I love the fact that, you know, the ingredients are all, they're not pre-prepared. They're like hand-chopped. It's house-made. You could see that you know, it, it you tell a lot by the by the way that a vegetable is actually cut. That it's either really cut within the restaurant. It's not something that they've had in a bag prepared uh, and you know just simply dumped and mixed in with some other ingredients. No, this is some authentic uh, from they've described authentic. Uh, Ecuadorian cuisine so definitely go to the web their website to find out more but I know I'll tell you a little bit about what I had um let's see I did have the ceviche um they call it ceviche de camarón um it is shrimp cocktail with red onions uh tomato lime and uh tostadas um served with uh I'm Patacones, I think, is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, Patagones. <laughs> and she described what it is. I mean, oh well. What is she described it, and I wrote it down, and you know. For the purpose of being able to explain what it is on the show, um, basically they are hmm, they're plantain slices. Basically, um, they're I assume that they are kind of like mashed or, but they're like fritters. 
I'm just going to put it more simply. Um, yeah. They're twice fried. They're plants and slices. They're mashed a bit. Um, and, you know, the name that I mentioned, uh, Padacones, um, it's probably more popular as Tostones. Um, <laughs> there are other names for them as well. But uh, you'll actually see the photos of those. But basically, they serve as a vehicle for you to eat along with um, the ceviche. Um, they are, I mean, the plantains are, you know, are cut. I'm quite sure you've seen plantains in the grocery store. Uh, they look like bananas, really oversized bananas, very dark, uh, and very green. Some of them are, are yellow, uh, and, uh, have more of a much thicker skin than that of, or outer peel, I should say, of a, ban- of a banana. But you are able to, I know for my, you know, my parents or you know, folks that are from Belize or from um, other areas of Central America too, they are able to fry those up in a way that, you know, folks talk, Belizeans say um, plantain, um, other cultures, platanos, plantains. Um, but these items are placed in the in the ceviche itself. And like I said, it acts like a vehicle so that you're almost like a cracker. <laughs> almost like a cracker, really, because they're, they're that um, deep fried. So they are, like I mentioned, they are thickly cut. They are mashed down. Um, not to like totally flatten them but mashed enough to so that they are more flat um more round uh, or oblong if you would uh and then you could put your tomatoes and then uh, a little bit of the juice or uh, from the uh, ceviche and then top that with maybe uh, one of those large shrimp and it's a delicious mix of the those ingredients. I mean, you taste the lime and the onions and the tomatoes, and just it, it's really, really great. Um, that was one of the items that I had. Then uh, the next thing that I had was uh, an empanada de carne, uh, de carne, and uh, the empanada de carne. It's it really is. It's an empanada. I mean. I'm quite sure you're familiar with empanada, and this is just uh, filled with beef. There are good-sized chunks of beef. I I think they're cut more in, they're almost like cubit, and then, of course, the beef is cooked. Um, Beef is very tender. Um, There are other empanadas that are available. They have an empanada de queso that's on there, and they refer to them, you know, give a better explanation, um, for those that are not familiar with uh, empanada, they like for the empanada de queso, uh, it's referred to as uh, cheese turnover. Um, same thing for the uh, empanada de carne, it is a uh, beef turnover. And that's just so that you understand you know, what it looks like. Again, I took pictures of all of my dishes and, and 
hopefully you will not be disappointed because man i'm telling you this this stuff was really really good um uh let's see marcos uh, i think it's bengal uh, he's the owner and the chef of Chimborazo. He came from, uh, came to Minneapolis uh, from Camiar, um, uh, the Sierra, from, and this is information that you could find on their website as well. Um, it, the food that he's pro- uh, producing or making there within the restaurant, uh, they refer to it as uh, local indigenous lore. Um, you know, they it's representative uh, the food is representative of the area that he was raised or born um and so he's bringing that all of that spirit and uh, if you would love uh you know into a great dining experience uh chimborazo once again they are located at uh 2851 central avenue northeast again it's a small restaurant uh, but it's really warm. It's welcoming. And I mean, you really have a sense of having traditional uh, Ecuadorian cuisine. Uh, they serve a lot of hearty dishes that are familiar to uh, you know Ecuadorian families. And that's why I, I went there and I just felt at ease seeing so many different people. Um of different cultures, but then also those that, I mean, they're speaking Spanish or, you know, um, those that are of Latin descent and just so many others really enjoying the meal itself. And the great thing about Chimborazo um, is that aside from having a lunch and dinner menu, they have a brunch menu as well. Um, so they serve some really great uh, brunch items. Uh uh, at brunches, breakfast is served from 8 to 2 p.m. Um, and I like how they put on their menu. Uh, buenos dias. Uh, the first one, uh, chimborazo, is two pancakes, roasted pork, and an egg. So it makes me feel like I need to go back there. Sometime in the very, very near future, hopefully there will be others that would like to join based on uh, this information that I'm giving you, too. Um, but yeah visit there um you know feel free to find out more information um by going to chimborazo uh restaurant.com and you'll be able to see the menus uh and the items that are on the menu i do want to mention one last item that yeah sorry i had which was delicious because it reminded me of another version of stewed chicken that you know um blesians would do um and that is uh, on their, they have a menu section called Plato Fuerte. Uh, and specifically, the dish called Seco de Pollo. Uh, it is chicken stewed with peppers, onions, garlic, uh, and a hint of passion fruit. Um, that's served with uh, white rice and then um, uh, a plantain, uh, and a fried plantain, I should say. So, gosh, the meat—the uh, meat was wonderfully cooked. It was um, tender. Uh, I love the the 
the flavoring that they put on it uh, in my opinion it was it was it was really really great i mean it was top notch um now mind you i have not had a lot of ecuadorian cuisine but i in my opinion i would definitely go back and experience it i did notice some other uh restaurants that were along the way uh you know on central but this one i chimborazo i heard heard so much about and i was just really excited about going and i don't have anybody to go with me last night but uh you know hey uh there's nothing wrong with going and eating by yourself there is i want to talk about though um a specific side item which this came with uh the empanada de carne and it also came with um the uh the other dish that i just mentioned the seco de pollo uh and this item is called um uh, ahi criollo i think that's right ahi criollo and that's spelled a-j-i ahi uh, criollo uh and that's c-r-i-o-l-l-o um and it's like a hot sauce, Ecuadorian, uh, Ecuadorian hot sauce, uh, and I, you know, I did ask the my server, what is that wonderful green sauce that comes along with uh, the um, seco de pollo and uh, the empanada de um, carne, and I had finished mine, and they had taken my dish away, and she was like, "What?" I was like, "The you know," and I had to point over to someone else's table because they had it as well. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's our ahe. Um, I said, well, I don't know what that is. She's like, really, it's kind of a, like a hot, a hot sauce. Um, but yeah, it's it's really pronounced um, ahe criollo. Uh, criollo. Um, and I asked, well, what what's in it? Um, and she very simple, very, very simple. Yeah, I feel like I need to make some at home <laughs> and because it's so simple but it's could be hot peppers so let's just say it could be um, serrano or jalapeno um, uh, cilantro uh, garlic onion uh, and lime and a little bit of oil uh, and maybe some water uh, and all you do is basically blend it and you know blend it until it's it's quite smooth or into whatever texture that you'd like but man you could put that on everything <laughs> i mean i tasted it with the uh, um with the empanada oh man so so good uh and then mixing it with the um uh, the chicken um I, I know they probably were thinking what is this guy doing uh next to us <laughs> Because um, couple, this couple was just uh, the ones that had um, like three bowls of ceviche or three orders of ceviche. They were looking over as I was, I, I guess you want to say deboning the chicken. Because it was a chicken thigh and a chicken leg that they gave us for the um, seco de pollo. And, or gave me, I should say, for the seco de pollo. And I... I wanted to mix it in with everything. I mean, the chicken, the rice, the sauce, the, they still gave us, uh, you know, gave me a side of, 
um, un- uh, excuse me, the mixture of tomatoes and onions, uh, you know, uh, along with the plantain uh, for the dish. But I tasted the green sauce first. I was like, what is this interesting thing? So I tasted that, um, you know, had some on a fork, put it on my tongue, and I was like, wow, um, this is bomb. <laughs> so I'm going to mix it in with everything. <laughs> it was, and I was, I so was not disappointed. Uh, it gave it, it had enough heat. Um, it wasn't even really spicy because. Uh, of the other items that were in there the cilantro the garlic and i think too because of the lime the lime also helped cut it but it didn't give it that tangy taste so um it doesn't really you know i was looking online to see if there was an actual recipe um but i mean you could probably yeah you could probably find it out there and i think i may have found one for you <laughs> um but some fo- so many different names people call it green ahi salsa um so if you're ready <laughs> uh i'm gonna share a recipe that i found um i want to thank uh, geniuskitchen.com for um having it available and i'm going to share it with you uh, and it gives you some ideas of a number of things that you could put it on. I mean, potatoes and um, definitely empanadas. But, gosh, on eggs, on it, on chicken. Can you imagine this on, like, some fish? Uh, man, uh, I could... I'm thinking of all the things from the time that I had it last night. I was thinking of all the things that I could put this on. And yeah, even now, even as I'm talking to you all and sharing it with you, I'm thinking of what else can I put this on? You know, uh, a nice a, a salmon steak uh, or maybe a whitefish. Yeah, I have so many ideas right now that I feel like I need to go to the grocery store and go get these items. So let me share with you the recipe that is also available on GeniusKitchen.com. First, we're going to let's talk about the ingredients. Like I mentioned, very simple. Um, They have, I think, one or two items that may have been added, but we'll talk about those when we get to them. it starts off by saying uh, it's a yield in this case of three quarters of a cup. So you really don't need a lot, um, especially if you are you know, maybe for yourself or you're doing one specific um, dish and you just want to have it available for that dish. Um, and it takes a very short space of time to prepare, like about 10 to 15 minutes. So, uh, yeah, this is something that you could probably even have available uh, putting your refrigerator and maybe make enough of it anyway for this three-quarter cup the ingredients are one large bunch of cilantro or bunch of cilantro uh three to four green onions um one lime one tablespoon of vinegar one small green chili pepper such as jalapeno or um, serrano 
and if you're not familiar with serrano um jalapenos are you, you're familiar with they're larger they're green and uh deep green that you could see at you know local grocery store um your serranos are almost the same color just a little bit thinner um but they pack heat so um you could depending upon your spice level uh definitely add that uh, you, you may want to even add a little bit more than just one um but again you have to determine what your spice level is it says one small green chili pepper um and they used jalapeno as an example or serrano serrano um, the serrano is if you're not familiar it's spelled s-e-r-r-a-n-o uh, and you can find it nearby your uh the jalapenos um, normally it's jalapenos, serrano, and then habaneros are nearby. And possibly some Thai chilies. Right in that, if you're looking for different chilies and people are like, okay, where's the serrano? Yeah, just look right next to the uh, the jalapenos. <laughs> kind of tells you a lot that I go to the grocery store if I know specifically that it's normally between the jalapenos <laughs> and the habaneros. <laughs> So yeah, it just look for it in that area. It's by the chilies. Don't worry, you'll find it. Um, next is four tablespoons of olive oil or four tablespoons of vegetable oil. I want to say olive oil. Um, it's gonna give it that light flavor. I mean, vegetable oil is great too, but um, you know, it add you know olive oil. It's lighter. It helps take on uh, the more of the flavor of the items that it's blended in. Um, not that vegetable oil. I mean, maybe if you want to use canola oil, maybe not. Uh, um, I like olive oil. You know, you could try EV extra virgin as well, uh, but just olive oil in general. And then lastly, you're going to salt to taste. So first the directions, oh, well, moving on to the directions, not first directions. You're going to wash your cilantro and then dry them thoroughly. Um, that's an important step because you don't want it even though you're mixing a you're you're making a sauce um you don't want your cilantro to be kind of mushy if you would um and plus you also want to get uh you know at times there might be leaves within the bunches that may have gotten a little bit uh bunched up a bit and so they look kind of bad Really, no, they haven't gotten enough air to them, so they're they're smashed up against the leaves or the stalk or whatever. Anyway, just wash your cilantro and then dry them thoroughly. And drying them is just you know taking a paper towel and patting, uh, making sure that you get enough of the moisture off. Um, you're not trying to really dry them, dry them, you know, because that's not the purpose. Because you're going to be blending them up together, but. After you do that, you're going to then separate the leaves from the stems and then place the leaves in a food processor or a blender. Um, they're saying discarding the stems, but maybe you want to save those stems, possibly, if you're going to make uh, maybe, a, you can't save it for long, so maybe a day or two, but the stems or the stalk themselves, um, it makes a great, uh, it adds a flavor to uh, a broth. Uh, or maybe a soup that you're 
pining to make so if in the next one or two days after you do this and you still have those those stems available you could definitely use the that stock from the cilantro um it, to add again that flavor and just throw in some few few stock pieces or stem pieces so all about making sure that we're using food uh, to its fullest purpose so yeah next you're going to chop the uh, green onions uh, and then uh, add uh, them to the food processor along with the cilantro. Uh, you're going to process the mixture in short pulses um, just to make sure that everything is coarsely chopped. Um, next, you're going to mince the chili peppers and removing any of the stems or the seeds. The stems, of course, top. Um, I don't really like membrane that much in any type of pepper whether it be bell pepper chili peppers whatever i don't like the membrane so um yeah i think this is helpful unless you really really want those seeds uh if you do want the seeds or you want to taste that and you want to blend that up which i i think in this particular sauce uh unless you really want to have that bite of a of a seed or the extra heat and everything um i definitely use maybe a spoon maybe slice open the um uh, whether in this case a uh, jalapeno or the serrano slice it lengthwise uh, in half and then use a spoon um, to help take out uh, the seeds and also the membrane um, if you don't if you don't want to just simply waste the seeds you could always save them and then plant them in a you know a little pot or a garden if you'd like um, if you're trying to grow your own anyway getting back to the recipe after you mince the chili pepper you're gonna uh, then put those uh, chili peppers um, by teaspoon um, into the cilantro and the onion mixture and then you know pulsing the mixture after you add each teaspoon um, of the chilies uh, until an appropriate or your desired spiciness is actually obtained now I know we talked about, you know, it's it's talking about um, jalapeno or serrano. You could probably make this as hot as you want. So if it means going to or adding jalapeno, serrano, and maybe even uh, habanero, uh, you might be able to work it. Now, I think if you do that, mincing your your habanero very 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 finely you will not even hardly know that it's there but you will get the heat that's needed when it's cut when a habanero is cut down really really small um you tend not to really get that extra bite of the of the actual pepper itself but you do get the heat so larger chunks i mean i think it's going to be kind of uh, at a level of you're biting into the chili, the flesh of the pepper itself. And as with any vegetable, it's going to release oils and juices, you know, in between your teeth <laughs> and on your tongue. And uh, yeah, you're going to catch that a whole lot more <laughs> than having it minced really fine and then put into the sauce and then mixed in so 
uh, again, keep in mind that your spice level, you have to figure out what that is. But I think um, jalapeno and serrano uh, might be just a good way to kind of like start off and then maybe move on to the habanero. And then if you're really brave, then add, you know, a Thai chili or something like that. But I think that's probably going into the route of maybe almost like a chimichurri sauce. But anyway, again, decide what your spice level is <laughs> proceed at your own uh, your own caution uh, after you add in the chili peppers you're gonna then whisk uh, together uh, vinegar and juices from uh, the juice from half of a lime uh, you're gonna whisk in olive oil and then you're going to stir in uh, the chopped cilantro green onion and chili pepper mixture into the oil and lime um, juice uh, making sure that you're tasting it uh, so that you're seasoning uh, and adding you know salt uh, to taste maybe more lime juice if necessary uh, you can actually store the salsa in an airtight um, container uh, in the refrigerator until it's ready um, to use um, normally salsa should uh, keep for um, maybe about a week in the refrigerator um, but I doubt if you make this for friends or for yourself, you're probably going to find a, a lot more other ways or resources uh, and meats and things that you can use this on. Because, uh, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, it's really, really tasty, folks. I, I, when I tell you that, uh, you know, I'm thinking of eggs um Maybe some scrambled eggs or maybe an omelet with this on top. This will be some great stuff. I, I promise you. So keep in mind what, what it's called. Um, Aji Criollo. And I'm probably pronouncing that right. Uh, incorrectly. But I spelled it. C-R-I-O-L-L-O. The double L is, is more of like a, a, a Y sound. Just in case anybody's interested. <laughs> so ahi uh, criollo uh, unless that's criolli no uh, but yeah you could certainly find any res uh, recipe of this of your liking notice how I mentioned that um, you know in the recipe that she told uh, the server told me it had garlic uh, in it as well um, and it didn't have she didn't mention anything about vinegar here this one has a little bit of this one has no garlic but it has vinegar so it really depends upon you you can make a, a variety of different types of um, ahi um, you know yeah ahi criollo criollo <laughs> uh, you could definitely make it in so many different ways and I mean there's an, an Ecuadorian there's a Peruvian um, there is a Creole version to it uh, just find your own find your own way of uh, or your own style if you would of creating um, this sauce you will not be disappointed I tell you um, some of this again some of the suggestions that they give empanadas potatoes vegetables grilled meat um, again, it's very much like a chimichurri sauce, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, 
um, it's not it doesn't have extra heat um, and you'll it, you'll really enjoy it you really really will um, just you know you could add you could add garlic I think the reason why they did that on the why they did that on the on this particular recipe is because they wanted to have a mild onion sauce rather than garlic because some folks may not like the garlic sauce so much um but i like garlic i'm all about garlic man um yeah that's just me i can't help it anyway it's great south american food and i have to say that um once again um chimborazo uh, restaurant once again, located at 2851 Central Avenue Northeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55418. Um, check them out. Visit, um, you know, feel free to find out more information on their website, which is on Chimborazu, um, restaurant.com. Um, you could see their lunch menu, dinner, dinner menu, brunch menu. I tell you that brunch menu. I have a friend at work that is constantly telling me about the brunch menu and that she'll take her family there on you know especially on a sunday or maybe even saturday if they have time and they will just enjoy the different types of dishes that are there i mean gosh i I told you about that the chimborazo one the first one that was that two pancakes roasted pork and an egg uh (laughs) there's one that's um tortilla de puerco uh, which is three egg omelet filled with roasted pork, uh, sweet plant, I, I, plantains. I know plantains. It, for me, it's plantain, and then served with fried potatoes, um, a, a cheese omelet, three uh, egg omelet filled with shredded che- um, cheddar cheese, um, a specialty pancake. <laughs> the specialty, I love it. Uh, buttermilk pancake with um, blueberry, mango, uh, coconut, or or sweet fried plantain. Uh, yeah, the list goes on. So once again, you know, visit or learn more about the restaurant uh, by going to chimborazorestaurant.com um, and check out their menus. Um, you won't be disappointed. I tr- trust me. And then that uh, ahi creole sauce. Yeah, there's going to be photos that I'm going to probably make of some. So just so you know, just so you know, uh, I'm going to find some way to use that sauce and just have and rather than just having it with chicken and rice. And uh, I, I promise to post uh, more uh, photos of that. Uh, once again, please visit theunbougiefoodie.com so that you'll be able to actually see uh, more of the photos of the dishes that I had uh, from last night. Oh, wait. I almost forgot. (laughs) Yeah, they have a tres leches cake. Y'all know that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to boot camp. So, hopefully my trainer is not listening. (laughs) She's going to be mad at me because I had um, tres leches cake. Yeah, uh, if you've not had um, tres leches, it is basically pick a nice baked pound cake and then pour milk or saturate it with basically uh, 
sweetened condensed milk. There's like three different types of milks that that's used, but this is such a tasty treat. I mean, and they give you a nice size piece, which I was going to take home with me, but that didn't make it home. It didn't make it past the table. Uh, but they serve it with whipped cream and strawberries. Um, gosh, yeah, I almost forgot about that. I'm going to pay for it on Monday <laughs> if she's listening, but that's okay. You sometimes you know, have to live your life a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check that out, folks. Uh, Chimborazo Restaurant, uh, Ecuadorian um, Cuisine. The first time um, I've had it. But I've known about it. It's been on my radar for quite some time. So um, hopefully you'll have an opportunity to experience and enjoy uh, maybe a different dish uh, that I've not had yet. But uh, I assure you that I'll be going back uh, just to taste some more. I got to tell you all more about it. So why not? Uh, If you have any suggestions, um, maybe you know of a dish that you can serve uh, ahi criollo with uh, feel free to drop me a line you could do that um, by sending an email to the unbougiefoodie at gmail.com you could also do that on the uh, unbougiefoodie.com website uh, as well so leave a comment Um, feel free to uh, read through the articles um, that are uh, available um, as well as, uh, you know, past shows, like I mentioned earlier at the top of the hour, uh, those are available for your convenience, just in case you want to either get caught up or maybe listen to a show that uh, in the past that um, offered some suggestion uh, of a restaurant maybe that you want to go to. Um, feel free to leave me com- a comment there and you'll find out new information about new foods and restaurants <laughs> what's what's bad about that <laughs> there is none um i want to move into there is somehow i found some information regarding what do you all feel about meal programs meal kit programs you know make at home there's so many different other uh, ones that are out there there's blue apron there is uh, gosh, there's there's a bunch of them actually, and you've seen them advertised um, online or e- either online or even on uh, television, uh, where you know you pay either per month and maybe it's a, on a daily basis or a weekly basis. You're provided with a box of ingredients as with as well as recipes or a recipe. Uh, that you are able to make uh, or produce with your family for your family um, and a lot of times they're unique recipes that maybe you've never thought of or uh, using ingredients that you you thought were probably gosh this is interesting it smells delicious um, I wish I knew how to make this now you have an opportunity to do that um, you know because they provide with so many different uh, meal, kits and programs that are available out there uh there is one however that you know came to my attention which is they're called east side table uh and it's indicated 
as nourishing our community, nourishing our neighborhoods, our families, and, and ourselves for full and happy lives. Um, they have a diverse group of organizations that work together on the east side of St. Paul, uh, and they've co-designed a program that you know they empower people to do home cooking. Um, you know this show, also the Unbuji Foodie. You know we talk. I know we talk about going out, uh, but it's just as important uh, cooking at home, cooking a meal with your family. I mean, if you're on a budget, come on, think about it. Uh, if you have an opportunity to go to the grocery store or you're familiar with a recipe and you could make certain things at home and save yourself some money, why not? But if you don't have the experience uh, to, you know, with recipes or you're, they seem intimidating, uh, you're not sure what ingredients goes with what. You know, here is an opportunity for you to participate uh, in a program. Um, and, you know, it helps folks on the east side communities um, to learn about, you know, a skill, something that they could share with their family and friends. Um, it's a 10 week, uh, as they say, make at home meal program. It's starting I may have, I believe it's already started in fall 2020, but um, it's something that you can certainly find out more information on and um, look into so that you can maybe begin the next program for yourself. Uh, but there are community uh, events that are associated with it, as well as tastings, cooking demos, and uh, multi-language websites and resources that you could actually use. Um, the partners that have come together to provide this for uh, the Eastside communities, um, they're hoping to actually lower the um, barrier in eating healthier at home. Um, it's not always that you have to go out uh, to do that. Um, and it's funny because I, you know, when you look at your health numbers uh, and you know, compare them with your friends neighbors whatever anyway they're wondering they see you probably as wow you cook a lot at home uh your numbers are different um maybe the things that they purchase more packaged items that really does actually make a difference and again i'm speaking from you know personal experience only because um i do like to cook you know, I, even though this show is about, you know, finding new uh, restaurants or new places to eat within uh, your communities, um, still, I enjoy cooking at home. I enjoy, I want to say, I, I would love to say that I, I enjoy baking too, but I don't do it that much because I don't think I'm a very good pastry person. But uh, savory dishes or uh, items that really have us eating on more vegetables and and f making things at home is what captures my attention and what I want to share with you as well and also what this program uh, East Side Table is trying to do uh, or they're being successful actually uh, you know they are collaboratively designing and implementing a program that helps focus on improving health and well-being. Um, through food and access within the communities on the east um, on St. Paul's east side um, there are a number of uh, again 
um, partners that are associated with it and some that you're very familiar with um, on the east side um, clues um, you know east side elders uh, kitchen on the bluff uh, many many more uh, urban roots but if you're interested um, visit there uh, feel free to find out more information by um, sending or going to eastsidetable.org uh, and it will tell you much much more information about uh, the organization and what it offers um, how you could even possibly get involved um, in helping as well um, as I mentioned, there are classes that are available, um, uh, community events and cooking demos that you uh, can uh, be involved in. Um, but again, uh, think of it as a way for families to learn more about uh, a step-by-step instruction on how to make delicious as well as healthy meals for your family. And this could be, it starts out with at least a family of four and then, you know, larger families, they have the opportunity for to have additional meal kits that you can uh, obtain uh, as well. But again, uh, learn more about them by going to uh, eastsidetable.org. They're located at 1690 University Avenue. Um, that is uh, that University Avenue West, and that's in St. Paul, five five one zero four. So yeah, East Side Table. Again, remember what do I, what do, what do we always say? It is all about the food, and really, uh, that's what this show is always about. We're always encouraging someone, all of our uh, audience listeners out there, um, you know, find a way to make food fun or enjoyable you could do that with your family you could even if it's by yourself honestly um i don't mind cooking at home um alone (laughs) but uh you know i had a discussion with someone that uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago you know cooking at home it seems lonely no for i agree at times it does but that's where my creativity comes out because I know that I'm being my own guinea pig and I'm going to cook a meal and test it out. And I'm not going to have that. If it's not, if it doesn't taste good, I'm not going to share it with my friends. Not really. I know sometimes that that is, you know, your friend, you're supposed your friends are supposed to, uh, appreciate, uh, when you try to make a meal and it may not come out the way that you'd like it to, they're still encouraging you on and hey you know thanks for trying that no i'm sorry i'm not that person i don't i don't do that i can't i'm not a perfectionist but it needs to be good i want them to be able to enjoy it i want to be able to enjoy it as well and know that hey i've made something and i'm sharing it with friends and they can walk away from this experience knowing that the unbougie foodie knows how to cook something (laughs) or it knows how to cook period anyway uh thank you all so much for uh tuning in today uh as i've been saying throughout the um you know through our our conversation and you taking the time to listen you can always follow me on facebook on Instagram, uh, Facebook is the Unbougie Foodie. Instagram is the underscore Unbougie Foodie. Uh, Twitter, remember, I, I don't rant. I might make a comment or something about a food or 
maybe a dish uh, or just share something in reference to how my day my food day is going on twitter which is at unbougie foodie uh, but if you, again, have any suggestions or just want to make a comment or say hi, uh, feel free to drop me a line at theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. Uh, make sure that you're visual. Make sure you feel comfortable in visiting uh, theunbougiefoodie.com um, so that you could get caught up uh, with uh, articles, um, blog information, uh gallery photos of foods that i have uh had and shared with you uh but also you know there are the recordings too of the live shows that are done every saturday at 10 a.m those are available for you audience listeners uh, to get caught up um you know this is a friendly show so always feel free that you have the opportunity to either call in have a conversation make suggestions um Please feel free to do that. I'm here every Saturday uh, again at 10 a.m. If ever we have a conversation and that you would like to actually voice your opinion and so forth online or on air, you know, you could always give us a call here at the radio station, which is 651-200-3479. Next week, I think, uh, you know, everyone's going to be partaking in the bird of the tryptophan (laughs) okay turkey uh we're gonna hear about different types of i don't know dishes that you probably have had i want to hear about these interesting not interesting unique dishes that you have had for your thanksgiving feast so uh, keep that in mind uh when you join me next week again at 10 uh, a.m on saturday because, you know, the holidays on Thursday and Friday, you know, people are going to be enjoying all that time. Be prepared on Saturday. You could call in uh, or leave a comment or a message, if you would, uh, on the subject. What unique food did you have over the Thanksgiving holiday or for your Thanksgiving feast? Uh, until next time, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I want to always, uh, as I always end every show, I want to encourage you never to let any anyone tell you uh what type of foodie to be because really it is all about the food